Friday. You know what time it is. Usually this is the conversation episode, but nope, not this week. It will be full on NBA rumor, innuendo. Uh, we'll see if we can catch Woj in a compromising position. Uh, we'll, we'll see if we can see if Chris Haynes is doing something nefarious. We will check it all out this week because it is silly season in the NBA. And I am here with the Canadian Bomber, the Canadian Shaman, the Canadian Bill Simmons for this podcast, the Canadian Zach Lowe, and the forever Canadian son of Loretta Kern. Nico Miatello, what's up? Not not a whole lot, man. I've been diving hard into these NBA rumors leading up to the draft. We got some fun ones to discuss today that we we both considered pretty uh like things that not everyone is just talking about. We're going to skate by the jaw thing today, but one thing we did want to touch on early is all, all of this Carl Anthony Towns nonsense that's been piping up on Twitter. <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns is the high school kid that was like most popular hmm. or the girl, whatever, however, you know, I'm not gender specific in this matter, but mm-hmm. then the new kid came in, you know, from wherever, and he mm. stole some of the juice. Yeah, and got all that charisma. He got all that riz, as the kids like to call it. Yeah. And uh, what do I see? Carl Anthony Towns being sour. But mm-hmm. it's like low-key sour. It's yeah. not. It's not outwardly. So... Basically, you can't even say this with your chest because you don't know. You know it's not true. Yeah. Um, It tells me a lot about his insecurity. It tells me a lot about I don't know if Carl Anthony Towns is a winning basketball player. Um, Mm. I know that's harsh. Um, I think that if he put his mind to it, he could help that team. Mm-hmm. I don't think he wants to. Yeah. Not in the role that he needs to be in. And you need to be in the secondary role, sir. Because there is one Anthony Edwards, who is one of my favorite players in the league. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to sit here and tell you there's some sort of non-biased situation going on. But I think everybody can tell. Just the eye test. Yeah. And, it, and it, here's the thing. It's not about whose team it is. It's where the offense should flow through. Mm-hmm. You understand? Who should be getting the shots when? Yeah. Who can get us into good situations where mm-hmm. we can take advantage of our skill set, which we do have a really outstanding wing. Mm-hmm. And we do. I mean, here's the one thing I will say about Carl Anthony Towns. He's a really excellent outside shooter. Oh, yeah, definitely. And if He's a great scorer overall. Yeah, yeah. and if you allow 
Anthony Edwards approached the paint. Mm-hmm. And you went outside and knocked down the jumper. You could see where this team could formulate into something um, better than what it was this last season, right? I think they, yeah. they fought itself. They cannibalized themselves. And the only reason I bring this up, Nico, and we can move on from here because there's a lot to get to, and I don't want to waste a lot of my energy on yeah. one Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But watching the Nuggets do accomplish all of what they did. Yeah. The Thank God there is a unselfish top of the food chain superstar in Nikola Jokic. Mm-hmm. I know everybody will be upset about he doesn't do press conferences the way you want him to. Yeah. But also, LeBron doesn't do press conferences the way you want him to. Mm-hmm. So, what is it? Which one are you mad at? Yeah, man. man. Take your pick. <laughs> that, that's got to be the thing that's pissed me off the most in the last few days here. This whole Jokic doesn't care about basketball because he didn't get crazy emotional when he won. Like, the mindset of this Nuggets team is very clear, and Mike Malone made it evident. The first thing that guy said on the microphone is, it's not just one, we're going to be back, we're coming for more championships. Jokic, playing like a cyborg, man, he knew what he wanted to do. He went and he did it, and he... Business as usual. He's just, it's what he expected from himself. And I think people looked at Giannis a few years ago, and he's uh, a comparable Euro, right? And multiple-time MVP. And how emotional he got and how much he he evidently cared, I think, had an effect on people, made people kind of fall in love with him. And Jokic not replicating that kind of has some somehow negatively impacted him at this point. But Giannis hasn't been back yet. I I understand that you you guys like how he handled it, and uh, it 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 felt good to watch. But that mentality isn't necessarily better because that guy just lost in the first round and this guy just won the championship. So how about we just stop finding a million ways to denigrate this dude? I've I've been guilty of it in the past. I wasn't sure how confident I was he'd win a championship, but he's proved me wrong at every turn. And I'm I'm done. I'm done questioning him. It's over. He's the best player in the world. He's exactly the type of basketball that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. This is Bird. This is Magic. This is all of it. This is all of what I wanted yeah. in an NBA superstar. And I have it. And I'm really happy and excited to see it personally. Mm-hmm. It's not on my team. Yeah. That kind of sucks. But to watch the beautiful basketball that was played, it just allowed me to think of other situations and I know we're about to get into it with Atlanta, Washington, Toronto, all these other teams, mm-hmm. 
all this other goings on, and uh, we're going to get to it. But just the togetherness that team had, you know, um, just you can't quantify his unselfishness and how it permeated through that team. Mm -hmm. He is the heartbeat. Yeah. Murray played out of his mind. But I will say this. I don't know if Murray plays like that without Jokic. I can't say that. Oh, yeah. No. I can't say that. It'd be very hard for him to to do that. You kind of can't pull those guys apart. Yo, like Jokic had thirty, twenty, and ten in the finals. He he, no. he he was a few assists away from averaging a triple double in the finals. That if you don't think he was Finals MVP, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like Murray Murray was absolutely excellent, and he deserves his flowers, Captain Canada, as I call him. I love I love Jamal, but he's he's Robin, <laughs> and like it's it's very evident when you watch those dudes play. Somebody I respect brought up a, a question to mm-hmm. me, and I was like, I didn't know how to answer it. Booker or Murray? I was like, this is easy. Booker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's I like, think. Are, are, he's like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like, <laughs> me too. I'm pretty sure. He's like, I understand what you're talking about. What what do you see in Murray that you don't see in Booker? And I was like, Well, you know, he's 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 obviously gonna be better in like pick and roll situations. And yeah, he's considerably he better has. playmaker. Yeah, he's a better playmaker. It's like he makes people better. He allows the role players to be role players. <laughs> and he with Jokic allows that machine to continue to run. The parts, the other parts, the some of the parts are somewhat interchangeable. Yeah. He said there's a couple other key cogs, but Murray with Jokic makes that machine run. He says he doesn't know if it runs the same way with Booker. Yeah. And I was like, I get what you're saying, mm-hmm. but Booker is going to put me in a situation where if we're down by 20 <laughs> yeah. and I need to go get it back, mm. I can't unleash him. Yeah. I can't sure. do that with mine. And that's where I, that's where my line of delineation is with that. He was saying as winning is concerned, he thought that Murray was uh, – how do you put it? His connectivity to winning, yeah, allows him to believe that the value of Murray is mm-hmm. similar to the value of Booker. I was like, it's yeah. a, it's a way to think about it. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's just it's hard for me to be willing to do that when I'm confident that Booker can be a primary scorer on a championship-level team. And Murray is 
not only a secondary scorer, but the secondary playmaker on his team as well. Uh, in the finals, he absolutely was the primary playmaker. He showed himself to have that uh, level in his game, but it just, like, Booker's a different animal. I'm, I might be a little unreasonably high on Booker, though. After this playoff performance he just had, I'm thinking about him as a long-shot MVP bet next season. So uh, just considering the odds what they will be, because I assume he's going to be down the board a little bit um, with KD on his team. So uh, I, I just think about that. I'd be, we'll do a betting pod on the the odds for the awards at some point. That's one I'm, I'm looking at ahead of time. All right, man, we want to get into this. We have a new feature here on the podcast now. Yeah. As you can see, we have notes and uh, things that we're going to talk about. So, Nico, let's talk about the first subject. We got the Pacers looking at a trade for a high-level wing. What's your thoughts on this situation? Let's get into it. It gets me me excited for that the Pacers with Rick Carlisle think they're that close. Um, I last year I wasn't sure I was all the way there, but clearly they're leaning into the Miles Turner of it all, which they've always should have been doing. Doing I love Tyrese Halliburton. I I think this is a team that could be close. Um, specifically though, it being the number seven pick, it has me thinking about the Raptors. And it has me thinking about maybe there's a potential our guy Anthony Black ends up in Toronto because he feels like a Raptors type player. I I just I have love for that fit, and I, I hope something like that can happen. Anthony Black in Toronto. Hmm. 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 Are we running? Listen, I believe in the kid. I think he's going to be. Uh, Really, really good. Uh, I have a loss. <laughs> I have, um, let's put it this way. There's there's some things that I know about that kid that uh, I've gotten over like the last couple of weeks. So I'm really high on him. Do you believe having him on that team with the lack of shooting that they have currently um, would be would be the right move right now for Toronto at this point in time? Considering they have Scotty Barnes and what have you. I think, considering the fact that you'd probably be trading away OG Ananobi in this move, and this is a transition uh, to more of a a rebuilding team, you're probably going to see Pascal go away as well. And you could probably add shooting at those other positions, considering... You're bringing that kind of guy in. We have a guy like Kristaps Porzingis available in free agency this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'd be definitely worth uh, looking into for Toronto. There, there's other shooters as well. So I think uh, we could see something. We could see something like that happen. I just think they'd be, they'd be looking for a point guard to replace Fred, and mm-hmm. that's a guy. I'd look at right in that number seven range. I have him seventh on my board, and it's just like a fit that I kind of fall in love with in my head. 
this next so you one. Had, you had Toronto really, you had really, you had them in a real rebuild. You have them like breaking up the pieces. Well, like, just the game. buzz around OG at this point seems to lead me to believe that. Uh-huh. And specifically with the, the wording that the Pacers are looking for an elite wing, uh-huh. I think that's probably the guy. All right. No, I'm, I'm with it. I mean, this is something that we have to keep our eyes on. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still in a, in a holding pattern with them. Honestly, I I hear the rumors, you know, I talk to people and I'm not buying it yet. I guess until I see it, that's when I'll go ahead and go, okay. Yeah. I know that seems, you know, I'm not trying to be contrarian, but I'm just, I'm still in that phase of, are you really going to pull the trigger? Because I've heard this for like two, two years now, and, and you haven't done it. So yeah, what are we going to do? Yeah, that's fair. I I think there there is concern you can throw into that. I do think, though, the first strike in that direction was the Darko hire, as we spoke of earlier. So that, that kind of leads me to believe they're leaning into this and the amount of OG rumors that are buzzing at this point. But anyways, I'm I'm ready to to complain about this next one that we have listed here. Uh, this is for me. This is for me. Ah uh, man, Evan Sittery. The Rockets are now extremely heavy betting favorites to sign Dylan Brooks in free agency per at DK Sportsbook, and the Rockets are minus one twenty five for the dude that was the LeBron stopper. He was all over social media talking about how LeBron is trash. And now he's coming to Houston. Nico, thoughts on your wing? He's a good defensive player, even though he's not the LeBron stopper. We could use good (laughs) defensive players. So that part makes sense. One thing we definitely couldn't use is another stupid offensive player. And uh, considering we're trying to, like, force in a new offensive system under Ime this year, I'm just, I'm just really not sure how this will go. I, I actually do. Uh, I actually do. Can I help you? Here? Yeah. Okay. You can't convince me it's not going to be a tire fire. I, I actually, I think I can't. You're going to have to open your, your third eye on this one, so open your third eye. Oh, okay. 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 All right, yeah. so you with me, right? Yeah. Emil Delta came from where? Boston. Yeah, He if he's Marcus Smart, we're still screwed. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Boston, San Antonio, Brooklyn. Okay, so... So he's gonna he's gonna have his he's gonna lay his uh, foundation on defense, right? Mm-hmm. What does Dylan Brooks do very well? Defend, yes. Okay, yeah. That's not now, where I'm concerned about. The I game. understand that. Marcus played the most under control under Ian Doka. Yeah. Now. Even- 
even if he's playing that level of under control, I still think it's a disaster for this team who already has a lot of guys who do not make good decisions. I that that's just not the type of what happens if Oh, didn't you say you were all excited about the two shooting coaches? I, I am all excited about the shoot, shooting coaches. His mm-hmm. problem isn't his shooting form. His shooting form is not bad. His problem is dumb shots that are never going in. But that know, he just takes trying. anyways because he that's, thinks he's Kobe. That's what I'm trying to say. I, I, man, if there I, was a coach, oof. if there was a coach, Mm-hmm. That could rein him in. Uh, You're probably I, looking at it. Now, also, this also lends to your theory, Nico, mm-hmm. that there is an established superstar coming. There's no way you sign Dylan Brooks and not upgrade somewhere where there is a complete adult on that team to help you yeah. Ran that dude in and also hopefully continue the development process of one Jalen Green and one Jabari Smith Jr. who was on the side of like, I'm going old school here, milk cartons. You know, we we couldn't find him so at some points of the year. Yeah. I thought he played basketball, but there was points of the year that I did not know if he actually did play basketball. So, you know. Uh, I yeah no I'm just I I'm not not on board with that uh move really but we'll we'll have to wait and see. All right, so next topic on the docket is from uh let's talk next next next. No, Ian Bagley. <laughs> Yeah, right. yeah, they have him quoted at the bottom. They that's just fine. I want to give love to everybody. Um, so Beggs is talking about Nasri uh, having some significant fans in the organization. Of course, that he does. Well, of I, he I, I don't know. Of course, he does on a team coached by by Tibbs, who did, did wasn't previously the biggest Nas fan. And uh, I I just think it's relevant, though, out of all the teams, I really want a Porzingis reunion in New York. But uh, if there's going to be a fit for a guy like Nas offensively, it would be in a situation like New York, where mm. he could play next to a player like Julius Randle, who can defensively just kind of put a body on a center. And mm-hmm. offensively is such a playmaker. I wonder if this means that we're not getting the big swings in Gotham um, during the offseason. If this is what we're talking about. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think Nas Reed is like a lower level uh, guy. Yeah. That you yeah, can yeah. bring, but you can bring him in at like may maybe a little below the mid level exception. So you could make big moves around a situation like that. I mm. think relatively easily. He just makes a ton of sense with 
that like all the star players they have on their roster, be it Randall, Barrett, or Brunson, and quote unquote star, just like the guys they're relying on offensively. All right. Um, Mark Stein is reporting that the Dallas Mavericks are expected to move on from Christian Wood and will not make him a significant offer to return to the team. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> this has Jason Kidd written all over it. Mm. He didn't like the move to begin with. Yeah. Um, he was very outspoken about it. Mm-hmm. I know behind the scene, he was very loud about it. And uh, to the point where there was times where he just refused to play him. Yeah. So I am not shocked that this is where we are. Mm-hmm. Neither am I. Here's my thing with Christian Wood. This is another guy that I'm out on. You know? Yeah. This is another guy that I just... You see all the potential. You see it. Yep. Here's the thing. He, he will never accept the role that you want him to play or what you envision him to play, which would end up being like the best role for him to play. This is like... Okay, with Aaron Gordon, right? Yeah. Right? Can I can I make this um, cross reference between the two? So, real springy athlete, good offensive game, could play defense. Kind of did well, so in Orlando, but didn't. Uh, but not, he went I'm to the right squad. He can be Aaron Gordon. Oh, no, no. I do not hear that's what I'm saying. I don't think Aaron was put in the right situation. I think he was like two levels up from where he was. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that was his fault. No, no. This dude, this is the problem. This is, if you are a NBA team looking to bring Christian Wood in, he believes he's a number two. Yeah. He believed yeah. he he has he went he's going the Jeremy Grant route mm-hmm. of trying to force himself to be a number two. But we all clearly see that he is not. That's <laughs> I, I you're kind of setting me up perfectly right here because that walks me into I think there is a situation that makes sense for Christian Wood, especially after he washed out of Dallas. Oh, okay. So it's like an international team? That's no, no, it's not an international team. Well, considering the contract he was on last time, people were expecting him to get a raise. After the season he just had, it looks like it's going to be the opposite of that, and he's going to get a pretty significant reduction. Right. He, if you're looking at Christian Wood in the room exception range, like the five, six million dollars, mm-hmm. I think there's a team he can fit into really nicely. That's actually the team that really gave him his NBA shot. The Milwaukee Bucks are currently in a position where they're going to need to shed salary. A guy like Bobby Portis makes a little too much money. 
especially considering all the free agents they have right now. There's okay. already been rumors of a guy like Bobby Portis going to the Lakers. Yes, Christian Wood is a guy who has previously been on this Bucks team, and in the role he was in at that point, he really acknowledged being just like a bench big who was trying to add something to the bunch. I think him stepping into a similar role to a guy like Bobby Portis on a more cost-effective contract could really help out a team like the Bucks, mm-hmm. who who really need to make some moves in order to bring their guys back. No, I can see it. Um, I... Hmm. The one thing that you hope is that through this situation, he's humbled himself. So he's mm-hmm. with Giannis, you have a superstar that is going to tirelessly work. Yeah. That is, that can be infectious. You hope that he would get it. Mm. I'm not buying it. I don't think it's in him. But the uh, last time it looked like a, it was in him was in Milwaukee and Detroit, though. So maybe. But this that. is such a low risk deal that even mm-hmm. if it doesn't work, you can then move on from it down the road. Yeah, that's I what mean, I'm I don't, But I, I, I personally do not like bringing people like this into my franchise. This is yeah, that's fair. Much. That's fair. Way I, I definitely saw like the level of disaster he was in Houston firsthand. But I, I do think if if any team's going to whip him back into shape, it's probably a team that's previously had him in shape in one of those smaller roles that he he considered. So. I I'd be into that. I do not want him to go to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I, I do not want him to go to the Cleveland Cavaliers either. They have enough bigs. Throw that out there. Okay, so uh, at Andy J. Pointe. Hey, that guy. We we're we're relying more uh, on Wayne Horse. Horse. I know yeah. we are, but let's give him either guilt or whatever. <laughs> Uh, so, well, I, he seems like not 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 the best account. I, no, he's I not the best account. So. All right, so so the confirmed suitors for OG now extend to Indiana, Sacramento, Portland, Memphis. If Toronto does this blow up correctly, they can end up with two top ten picks in this draft, mm-hmm. multiple first. Down the road, yeah. So, Masai Jiri, his promise is coming true. Mm-hmm. It looks, it looks, and yeah. we have said this so many times, and I'll say it again it yeah. looks like we are going to blow it up. But he's such a tease that I still don't believe it. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. He's put us in that situation enough times. I that it doesn't feel believable. Um, that being said, that list of suitors. Let's talk about it. List, pretty fun list. We okay, talked. Let's about talk about it. Sacramento. There's no way I'm doing OG to Portland. There's got to be a lot coming. A lot else coming back. Well, that. 
I the Anthony Simons number three. Well, pick, the, I think this is the thing, right? This is this is what we're talking about, right? Is that you get the number three pick with Portland, and then you get more first down the road, right? Like you, yeah. But my whole thing is, is that if I'm giving up three just for this right here, well, I I think if you're giving up three, it becomes a conversation of maybe trying to dump some stuff as well, or maybe trying to go Pascal Siakam hunting. Is this the Nurkic? Is this the Nurkic team? Uh, yeah, they could they could use. Well, no, they got they have Pirtle. They can't really carve out enough of a role for Nurkic. I don't know. Uh I kind of I like you said though. I kind of like all the other suitors a little better. Here's my thing: if Portland does this and get this, you gotta find a way that Nurkic is part of this deal via three-team deal or whatever the case may be. Now, this Indiana piece right here, yeah, I like this. I will highlight this because I think you can see it on the screen, right? Yeah, yeah. I am on that screen, so I can't tell. So you guys will have to tell me. Yes, yes, we can. Tell. Okay, so Indiana, we have Tyrese Halliburton, we have Ben Matherin, we have Nimhar, we have Miles Turner, uh, we have the kid from Kentucky, uh, Jackson. They picked up a couple years ago. Uh, Chris Dorte, who is my uh, my future Laker love. Please yeah. come home, Chris. Um, what we did, do you we did think? This already. What do you think about that? Like, why? Why would they do that? I why well, would we, you do this? We we did touch on this at the top of the pod. Uh, OG to Indiana. I don't want. I don't want that to happen. Uh, I really don't. I, I think I don't want that to happen. Yeah. Um, here's the team that I yeah am skeptical. That this will happen for? Yeah. On many reasons. Yeah, I'm skeptical as well. They're two months in flux. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now let's go to the team that we really want to talk about. Yeah. This is a team that Patrick will want us to talk about, Dane will want Mm -hmm. us to talk about, uh, Nick will want us to talk about, and probably others. All right, so Sacramento. Okay. Um, You made a huge jump last year, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, you made a very nice playoff run. I think it was respectable for your first time. You know, you yeah. you got beat by the reigning champions at that at that point. But it was a good first step for Sacramento. Here's my thing: if OG is on this team, obviously Harrison Barnes is not on this team, correct? Yeah, yeah, he'd be a straight replacement. Okay. What is Sacramento giving up to get this? Uh, they Well, they have draft equity left over, so that could be the first part. I There's the, the Malik Monk piece and the Kevin Herter piece that feel a little duplicative, so there's a possibility you could include one of the two of them in any offer. And then you I also do you have the Rashawn. Be It'll be harder. Well, yeah, yeah, hypothetically, depending on what level of draft equity you'd be willing to include. Because mm-hmm. if the 
Kings were just willing to dump dump a few draft picks to the Raptors, you you might be able to get away with keeping Herder. Also, um, with with the new uh, CBA allowing for a lot more extensions after trades, I think uh, moves like this are going to probably become more common, and we're going to be seeing guys get pretty significant extensions after their uh, after trades happen. So it makes a lot more sense for an OG and an OB trade at a time like this. Alright, I I'm trying to see what this team looks like with OG. So you got Murray, OG, Sabonis, yeah. Fox, and whoever's left at guard. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't know how. I think it's just better version of what they have. Yeah, I'm just trying to see in the in the the whole how it looks. I mean, good that they're trying to make moves. Um, I would like to see what this is flushed out like. I probably talk to people. All right. Uh, <laughs> why? So uh, we got our report by Chris Haynes in regards to the Nets could be a factor in the Bradley Bill trade talks. I mean, I think they would be some sort of conduit in that deal. I don't believe they would be actually physically trying to bring Bradley Bill into the building. I I don't know, man. I could see I could see them being one of those scared teams who's have all those draft picks out that they might end up making a move with some of their younger guys to land a guy like Bradley Beal. Um, I, as a Rockets fan who owns all those draft picks, obviously I don't want it to happen. But you could convince me that a Cam Johnson, Mikhail, um, Nick Claxton, Bradley Beal team is a fun watch. Mm-hmm. Maybe they had D-Lo in free agency. I'm not sure, man. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I'm Brooklyn, I mean, I, I see them making moves because they have to get better because of the pick situation. Yeah. But I also see them going, hey, wait. Listen, if we look at the, the Houston Rockets situation as a sunk cost, and we got mm-hmm. all these assets that we have. Yeah. We can make back our picks. Mm-hmm. You know, we can make back what we lost. I don't think they'll go that route, but I also think that Bradley Bill might be just the salary. Yeah. They can find somebody in like that $35 million range, like at the Zenith. You well, know? There, is, there is the hypothetical that um, Washington is willing to take on the Ben Simmons contract with a bunch of Nets assets attached to it, especially because they're about to lean into a rebuild. So, so that could be the the thing that they're discussing. Um, I don't. Is that know. why we started to see the Ben Simmons workout videos with the shirt off on IG? 
Is that uh, why? I, I, I have no idea. I would I would never trade for Ben Simmons, man. I've been no. fighting against Ben Simmons to the Rockets for what feels like a decade now. But no. it's only been like three, four years. I I would never trade for that guy, but I uh I could see a team like Washington on the beginning of the rebuild being more willing to take it on as basically dead salary. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're really going into this rebuild and mm-hmm. if Ben Simmons does this, maybe he's learning something. Maybe he understands that I should be out of spotlight a little bit. Maybe I can get my game back. I don't know. Listen. Just I, moving from big well, market to big market to pretty big market. But yeah, this yeah. is yeah. And Washington has been not not great for a while. No, so you can, no. You can kind of go into obscurity and see if you can kind of rehome mm-hmm. some of your game back. Uh yeah, this sounds like a good idea. Right, now, with further thought, yeah, if you're Nets, if you can get off the Ben Simmons contract, yeah, yeah, you know, you have now, to get assets. You, sure. Well, here's the thing: how how many assets? Because here's here's the one thing I want to say about it is that Bradley Beal has a really healthy contract. Yeah, he really does really healthy healthy contract. Yeah, but how as many as assets ben Simmons, do you have to give up? If you're going, hey, we're kind of doing you a favor, you do but us a favor. I, yeah, I don't know if it, I think it's completely, Bradley Beal's contract is completely counteracted by Ben Simmons' contract. So it, it would need a pretty healthy amount of draft picks included. Like we're probably, we're probably talking three. And yeah, and if I'm working, I wouldn't do it. I, I I don't know, man. If I'm working, I I can find other ways to figure this out. I have I have you dudes. Can, you can, but I think this is at least an interesting option for you if you're Brooklyn. Yeah, it's something that you put up on the whiteboard and go, okay, if we go this route, we have to go this, this, and this, right? Yeah, that's what yeah. kind of you know. And then if you were saying, okay, we're gonna go, we're gonna we're going to Sign and trade Cam Johnson, mm-hmm. deal, whatever. Maybe get like Fred Van Vliet back or something. Double sign. You know. Or just, I think there's there's a few things you could do and like lean into a pretty good team. It also seems like they believe Mikhail Bridges has like a legitimate star upside. So if they think like Beal is the number two. Mm-hmm. Bridges is their number one. Claxton's kind of like a number four. They just need to find that number three guy. If that's the way they're looking at it, I think that's that's interesting at the very least. It would be a fun team to watch. Yes, reminds me of like the old Bulls team, like before the Kyrie. Yeah, D'Angelo Russell team. Yeah, maybe D'Lo becomes like that third guy in there. God willing, we can. God willing, we can do something with D'Lo. Yeah, well, if yeah. he's ever gonna play good, uh, it seems to only be in Brooklyn. <laughs> no, he played well. And, no, no, he played well for us. He just he can't. Well, yeah, yeah, but he I, can't, there's levels. Yeah. To it, so. 
Yeah, he can't do what Austin does. Like, oh, that's yeah. the problem. No, sir, he can't. So, if I'm going to pay somebody, it's going to be Austin. Not going to be Dito. So, that's where I'm at with that. All right. Uh, we're actually going to do this again because I'm actually very interested because uh, there's been some talk of, of, of some folks in the uh, draft real quick. So, let me bring this up for you, Nico. Okay. We have the draft board provided by Tankathon. Thank you, mm-hmm. Tankathon. All right. So, uh, Let's let's talk about this guy right here. Let's do yeah. it. Uh, Amen Thompson. Um, there's a lot of talk about this young man mm-hmm. in a lot of different areas. Yeah. Some high as three. Love some me. people praying at four. Yeah. Some people praying at four. Some mm-hmm. people praying for six, seven. You know, five. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. sorry, five, five, six, more likely. Yeah. Um. With some of the stuff that they have talked about with Adrian Thompson over like the last week or so, with some of the talk of him being like the third overall dude, mm-hmm. um, where are your thoughts on this as far as seeing this like leaked kind of uptick, or do you do you even believe it at all? I, I'm i not sure I believe that it's a late uptick. I believe, like, coming into the year, a lot of people had him third. Throughout mm-hmm. the year, I've held steady with him third. And now that we're getting to the end of the process and we're actually hearing what teams think, it sounds like he's third. I It made sense to me the whole way through, the upside with him is I know you don't only draft for upside. However, when the upside is as high as a player like Eamon's upside, you kind of got to draft for it. Because this is the type of dude that if he fulfills every everything you think he can fulfill, this can be the best player on a playoff team. So Okay, Nico. So let's let's free. let's talk about let's talk about the elephant in the room here. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because all reports are that, like, if you are talking to people or whatever, this is where he was, okay? He was yeah. here or fifth or whatever. Well, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. say this. If he's third, mm. I have a really sneaky suspicion that I know who's fourth mm. and is not Scoop. It's Brandon Miller. Oh, I yeah, know what people are saying. Yeah, I know what I, people are saying. I, I, I know they have him at number two. I know people have this guy at number two. I, I also, from everything I, I'm hearing from Rockets beat reporters, if Aiming goes three, it might not even be Brandon Miller at four. It might be Cam Whitmore at four. And Brandon Miller at five. So there, there's a chance that Brandon Miller falling changes the Rockets' mind. But from the reports of the beat reporters right now, it seems like they're higher on Cam Whitmore than Brandon Miller. This is um, I'm, I'm not. I'm personally higher on Brandon Miller, but I, I could see it maybe happening. 
the the rise of Brandon Miller has been well documented throughout this process, but I I think I understand why some people have cooled on him and I to be honest, it took me a long time to warm on him. So I get I get it. He he's a good player, he just lacks a few things that matter in a lot of important areas. Not according to Tankathon though. They don't. Uh, they they don't have a problem with his handle. They don't have a problem with his rim finishing. It's still I, slow. I'm his not... handle is still slow. His uh, um, he doesn't. I'm sorry. He doesn't finish at the rim because of his lack of strength. Now I believe all that will come. Mm-hmm. Um. My problem with Brandon is off the court. I've said it before, so yeah. I won't go into it anymore. Um, but it is interesting that Houston sees Cam Whitmore. And to me, honestly, Nico, you you can have your opinion all you want. I think if Cam Whitmore is what you get at four, you trade pick if you can. Yeah, That's oh, yeah. Me. No, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. I'm I'm willing to move out of the pick if the top three guys are gone. I I probably ra- like out of the other guys on the board. I'd probably want a Sar next. I think mm-hmm. that would be the guy who would fit the the Rockets roster mm-hmm. uh, perfectly. I I love Jarris Walker, so if they took Jarris Walker, I'd still be excited. But I. I don't think he's a great fit for the team. And I think Asar makes makes the most logical sense. Um, that being said, I'd be way more willing to trade the pick if my top three are off the board. The, uh, Nico, I, I have I, a question for you. Oh, okay. I, ha- I yeah. have a question for you. Uh, I need to talk about this really quickly. Yeah, I've heard from people that this young man Keontae George is now like 19th on people's draft boards, like yeah. on a yeah. lot of lists. Now, yeah, I, has on 13th. I don't know when they've updated their board. Yeah, long time. But here's my question. Like here's, my, here's my question to you. If he's at 17th, mm-hmm. you run, run, sprint. The, the, look up and thank your Lord and Savior. <laughs> now, if you're the Lakers, yes, this, I'm, I'm, I need to focus this around the Lakers. Yeah, for sure. No, that's what I was thinking too. Here's my problem. Mm-hmm. This is my issue. This is my issue right here. His age? Yep. This is my issue. If I want to win. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought you meant he was too old for the draft. If one win right now, can I trade 17 with this kid still on the board and go back to like 21, 22? Uh, I I fucking hope not. If they they let Keontae fall this far, I think it's a malpractice by the league. Oh, I believe so too, but I, I just the, I don't know if I'm I, crazy like if, things right now. If you're yeah, Brooklyn, this is, right this is crazy. Yeah, if you're Brooklyn and that guy is on the board for you at pick twenty, there 
it is malpractice not not making that selection. You need that kind of player so bad. Well, this is Brooklyn right here. Twenty. Yeah, twenty one. No, no, twenty twenty one. Is it? No. Yeah. Is it? Hold yeah. on. Is it? Let's see. It's twenty twenty one. Is it twenty twenty one? Oh, oh no, we're twenty. No, twenty one, twenty two. You're yeah, right. Yeah. What are you? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're twenty. I don't. I don't know. I've just had stop twenty on my mind. Yeah. Stop yourself. All right. So, oh, this better not happen. All right. So, <laughs> I, okay. Here's my thing. If he's on boards, like let's say at seventeen. 18, 19, okay? Yeah. Who mm-hmm. is moving up? Like, I understand we talked about Koulibaly. Yeah. Hutchifino is, make- is getting a crazy amount of pop lately. I've heard him in the lottery from a ton of people. Uh, also, th- this board specifically has that guy low, Derek Lively. Um, I've also heard Leonard Miller hype in the lottery. So I think there's a few different guys. Who could be making the leap? This was my secondary dude. Yeah. This was my secondary dude. Right? Miller, I, I, play, I mean, that's like, I'm not going to get on what I'm just saying. I'm probably, all my, all my I'll put it this way. If I don't get him, mm. if I don't get Jordan Harden, and I don't get Keontae George. Yeah. This is who I want. I like him too. I like him too. This is who I want, but I also think that if this is what's left, <laughs> right? I think they take this seventeenth pick, yeah, and they go down here, yeah, or they yeah. go down here, yeah. Kulabali twenty-five, insane. Because no, no, here's no. my here's my deal: if this is still available, and this is still available. Uh, that's another guy. That's another guy, actually. Thank you for circling him. This is my guy. The, the buzz has been that he he is going to be a top 20 pick. So uh, it seems like he's kind of had the A.J. Griffin effect where people are believing the high school film that was uninjured more than they're believing the, the college film. That, mm-hmm. That's a benefit for him. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. But if he ends up going in the 20s, I, I will be elated for him. This is the quintessential uh, Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. Upside. Yeah, yeah, we, this dude was like a top three, four kid coming out of high school. On some boards, he was number one. It all depends on who you were looking at. Mm-hmm. Um Went to Mount Verde. We know about what they put out. Yeah. Uh, so, to me, he's so young. Mm-hmm. He's so young. I wonder. It would see. This is the upside play. Like if you're sitting there, I'm trying to think. Let's go back to the draft. Let's go back. I'm sorry. I'm trying to think this out. In real time. Hmm. Here? Yeah. Maybe. Here. Definitely. Yeah. I want yeah. this right here. I wonder. 
Well, I think they, they did just take AJ, which is the same style of guy, so maybe they wouldn't want to go back to the well. They have enough they have enough guys to kind of experiment with there. With also Jalen Johnson. Would the Lakers be so bold to take that? No, I don't think so. That'd be pretty insane. I wouldn't. If you're worried about Keontae George's draft age, he's like months mm-hmm. younger. Like well, what, you're, what you're saying with Derek Whitehead is this. The talent in high school, the athleticism in high school, this is a ridiculous athlete. Yeah. Yeah. Now, was his athleticism sapped with the two foot injuries and feet are just the worst in yeah. basketball? This yeah. is why I don't understand. I think this is hype. I don't think this is real. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Like, I think, I think well-deserved because I think the young man can play basketball. Mm-hmm. My problem is I – it, that's a hard sell to an owner. Hey, we're going to draft this dude with two uh, separate foot surgeries. You yeah, cool with that? Yeah. It can be. But, it's, but it, if you swing big, if it turns out to be if it turns out to be Michael Porter Jr., then you you won. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Uh, is there anything else that we need to hit on before we get up out of here? <laughs> no, I think we, I think we're landing happily right around an hour here. Okay. All right, so I had to laugh at uh, Jeff Howard. I was just remembering, yeah. reminding myself of what he said. All right, um, we will have more on this. Uh, we're hoping, praying that the front offices of the NBA. Take the weekend off. Yeah, I don't think so, but we'll see. Yeah, we, um, we might we might have an emergency pod. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, you know your boy will be all on top of it. Mm-hmm. So for the Canadian bomber, the Canadian shaman, the Canadian Bill Simmons, the Canadian Zach Well, and the forever Canadian son of Loretta Current, I am Vince Carter. Please remember, this is a video audio. Medium now catches on YouTube, mm-hmm. um, catches on Apple, Spotify, Amazon for audio, and all other major podcast platforms. We do appreciate all of your support, so thank you so much. And uh, we can get up out of here. Anything else for the people? No, that's good. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, we are very grateful and we hope to see you throughout this next week leading up to the draft. Remember, live draft coverage from Front Runner Podcast Collective. Um, we will be putting out details on as we lead up to Thursday. We should be going into the draft before hitting all, all the news, news topics that are out there. And uh, getting you ready, prime for the draft, and then we will have live draft coverage as it goes on. So I look okay. forward to that, and look out for Twitter um, blasts on that within probably today. You can get mm-hmm. Nico on that. That'll be Nico's job. I have to do yeah. other stuff. 
So, all right, we are up out of here, man. Thank you for your time, and uh, I'll see you soon. Mm -hmm. Sounds Bye. good.